Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. now in December, you can bring a little springtime into your kitchen with Johnson's Glow Coat. Yes, sir, Glow Coat will make your linoleum floors so bright and cheerful and downright beautiful that you'll think of the sunny days of April and May. And Glow Coat will do that little job almost by itself because it's so easy to use. There's no rubbing or buffing with self-polishing Glow Coat. You simply apply and let dry. And in 20 minutes, your floors gleam with a beautiful, tough, long-lasting polish. Glow Coat protects linoleum and other floor surfaces against wear, dirt, and moisture. It actually adds greatly to their life. If you haven't yet tried Johnson's self-polishing Glow Coat, get a package this week. Notice how smoothly and evenly it dries without any streaking. You'll be delighted with its uniform high quality, and you'll understand why millions of women everywhere give first choice to Glow Coat. comes to politics, and almost everybody does, the real power is swung by mysterious little men with big fat cigars who talk out of the corners of their hotel rooms. <laughs> the men behind the scenes. Well, here's a scene, 79 Wistful Vista, and here's one of the little men, Mr. McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. Yes, sir, it's just like I says, Molly. When I throw my political savvy behind a candidate, he's as good as elected. Now, you take the last election they had here in the state. The gubernatorial election? Yeah. No, the one for governor. Oh, that <laughs> Yeah, they consulted me on tactics all through the campaign. How to get the veterans' vote. Up to what age can a candidate kiss a baby without getting his puss slapped? <laughs> and what happened? He was elected. Who was? The governor. Well, naturally, but which candidate? Well, mine, of course. Which one was that? Why, the one that won. You don't think I'd go to work and throw my weight behind a loser, do you? Well, what was his name? His, uh... I should know it, I oh. suppose, but now, wait a minute. Uh... Isn't it uh, Jones, Governor Jones? Oh, yeah, yeah, Jones, Jones, that's it. <laughs> governor Jones, <laughs> I knew it was a foreign-sounding name. <laughs> I'll never forget when I first... Come in. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Nice to see you. Hello, Molly. You're looking well. That's more than we can say for you, Arrowsmith. You got a longer face than John Carradine from a side seat at the Bijou. <laughs> What's the matter, Doctor? 
One of your patients get well before you could operate? <laughs> no, Super Mouse. I'm just in a bad mood. Oh. Just been realizing how badly nature has arranged things. What do you mean, Doctor? Well, by the time a man gets old enough to appreciate a two-inch New York cut steak, he has to eat it with store teeth. <laughs> when he gets to the age where he can recognize good music and literature, he's into the bifocal and ear trumpet department. <laughs> and by the time he's earned enough money to go places and do things, he's too tired to go and wouldn't be able to do them. <laughs> I think people ought to be born at the age of 75 and live backwards. <laughs> Wouldn't work, Doc. Wouldn't work. When you got down to be a child of seven, it'd be too dangerous to have all them old razor blades laying around. Is that what's depressing you, Doctor? No, it's about the proposed new wing on the hospital we need so badly. Looks like those tightwads in the legislature are going to fold up without making an appropriation. Well, why don't you go see the governor about it or ask McGee to... Why, sure, Doc. Anything I can do, be glad to. Just write me a letter stating briefly what you have in mind, if anything, which I doubt. And I'll railroad it through for you. You mean to stand there, beaver tooth? <laughs> mean to stand there and tell me you're personally known to the governor of this state? Am I known to him? <laughs> it is to laugh. <laughs> My gosh, I practically put him in office, single-handed. You see these two fingers, Doc? Well, me and the governor are just like that. This one's me, and that one's the governor. Grimy little chap, isn't he? <laughs> My boy, you and I are going to pay a visit to the governor. You'll introduce me, and I'll do the rest. Be mighty happy to, Doc, but I haven't got time to go to the state capitol now. I'm too busy. I'll give you a note to him, telling him I think you're a ham-handed old iodine artist and the mortician's best friend, but a nice guy for all of that. I haven't got time to go to the state capitol either, McGee, but we don't have to. The governor will be here in town this afternoon at the Wistful Vista Biltmore. Isn't that wonderful, McGee? Your old buddy, the governor. Imagine that. He's going to be right here in town. What? Oh, my gosh. What a you break mean... this is. Running into a friend of the oh, governor's. Please. Why, this is destiny. I'll pick you and Molly up at 4 o'clock. Now, be ready. No. Oh, my gosh. Me and my big, fat, loud voice. Now I am in a spot. What am I going to do? Billy Mills in the orchestra, and it's only a paper moon.
gosh, Molly, I'm in an awful spot, you know it. I got introduced Doc to the governor, and I don't know the governor from John's other wife. Well, dearie, when you claim to be the governor's right hand, you mustn't be surprised if everybody wants to shake you. Yeah, but what'll I do? My gosh, I can't... Hello, Mrs. McGee. Mr. McGee, creepers, are you ever the talk of the town? Yes. I am? <laughs> Everybody's talking about how you and the governor are going to have a private consultation about appropriating enough money to build a wing on the hospital this afternoon in his hotel room. <laughs> I think a hospital wing in a hotel room would be rather unique. <laughs> Imagine a house detective peeking over the transom at your fever chart. <laughs> So, that Doc Gamble's been blabbing his head off, has he? That guy's got a bad habit of turning on his voice and leaving it running. Jeepers, I didn't know you were a big shot in politics, Mr. McGee. Wait till I tell the kids at the store that I've got a room at a boyhood friend of the governor's house. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, as long as you are such a big politician, Mr. McGee, I wish you'd do something about that stoplight at 14th and Oak Streets. It turned red again this morning just as I drove through it. <laughs> and I almost hit a policeman. Again? That's the third time that's done that to you, isn't it, Alice? Fourth, Mr. McGee. Oh. Well, I always say you can't trust a stoplight or a salad with radishes in it. <laughs> I'll speak to the governor about that light, Alice. What this town needs is more red lights that stay green. Well... <laughs> that one light so it wouldn't turn green when I wasn't looking, I'd be satisfied. Mm -hmm. It isn't that I want to butt into somebody who is more important than I am's business. <laughs> Hand me the phone, Alice. I'll fix this. Here it is, dearie. Mention my name and get a cell with two windows. <laughs> Hello, operator. Give me the fourth precinct. Police, stay right where you are, Mert. I know you. Oh, no. <laughs> How's every little thing, Myrtle? It is, eh? What say, Mert? Your grandmother got pinched in the Bonton department store. Heavenly days for shoplifting, McGee. No, 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 no. She didn't go through the revolving door fast enough. <laughs> What's say, Mert? Okay, I'll call later. Police department's line's busy, Alice. Mm, well, thank you anyway, Mr. Oh, McGee. Oh, he'll keep after them, Alice. Yeah, I'll speak to the governor the first chance I get, Alice. Oh, gee, thanks very much, Mr. McGee. <laughs> Tell him I appreciate it, and any time he wants to be impeached, I'll be the first to vote for him. <laughs> well, I don't think Alice quite knows what impeach means, does she? I'm not worried about what Alice don't know. I'm worried about what I don't know, and I don't know the governor. That's what I don't know. Look, I've got an idea. Well, what is it? What is it? Don't just do there. Stand something. <laughs> what about this now? Huh? Go down to the hotel right now and make an excuse to get acquainted with the governor. Yeah. And then when you go back with Dr. Gamble, you won't be a stranger to him. Say, see? that's a wonderful... No, 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 no. That wouldn't work. My gosh, the governor's got more bodyguards around him than the Shah of Persia. It isn't the Shah of Persia. It's the Shah. <laughs> ah, that's where you're wrong, baby <laughs> Shaw, he's the guy who makes Cubsorbers for automobiles Cubsorbers? Yeah, sure, you've heard of shock absorbers <laughs> Hello, folks, am I intruding? Oh, you're just in time <laughs> You were never welcomer, kid Hi, you, Mr. Wilcox In the pink, Molly, in the pink Hey, have you seen the early afternoon paper? Huh? Got a big story about Fibber and the governor Look, here it is Someplace here. They spell my name right. Let me see it. Let me For see goodness it. sake. That news about McGee's being a pal of the governor certainly spread like a cowboy's knees, didn't it? 
Let's see it, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, now let me see. What page is that on? Oh, come on. I know it was near our Johnson's Wax advertisement. Incidentally, did you see our new ad? No, I didn't, Junior, and I'm not the slightest bit Ah. interested in... Careful, dearie. Mm -hmm. Little Wisconsin's have big racines, you know. (laughs) Well, what I mean is I'm more interested in seeing that story about me they're running. Hurry up, Junior. Hurry up. Hurry up. Well, it's right here someplace. But, hey, don't miss this Johnson Wax ad. Ah. Look at the gleam on that furniture. Look at the cleanliness of that living room. And get a load of the happy look on that housewife's face. Isn't she the most delighted-looking woman you ever saw? Please, Mr. Wilcox, get to the story. I see. Well, that beats me, kids. I could have sworn that story was in this edition. Because when I turned the page with the Johnson Wax ad on it... Hey, did you notice the headline on this ad? It says, Is your living room really living? Do your windowsills, lampshades, floors, furniture, and woodwork sparkle with that Johnson Wax beauty treatment? And then it goes on to say that Johnson's Wax is such a labor-saving product... Look, Waxy. Hey? <laughs> you must realize that there's very little you can tell us about Johnson's Wax. But there's a lot you can tell us about what it says about me in that paper, and why don't you do it? Yes, I'm all a Twitter myself. Yeah. Well, well, can you beat that? I can't find it. Ah. Oh, it must be in a later edition. I'll tell you what, as soon as it comes out, if that story's in it, I'll give you a buzz. So long, now. <laughs> Imagine him taking all that trouble, McGee. Isn't he nice? Nice? He was ribbing us. How could he have read a story in an edition that ain't out yet? Heavenly days, I never thought of that. Well, I've thought of that. He's heard about me claiming to be a pal of the governor's and it's his little way of needling me. And that's just a sample of what I'm going to get if I can't wiggle my way out of this date with Doc. Gee, can't you think of something, Ma? No, no, dearie. Mm. You've bragged yourself into this mess. Oh, well. And you've got less chance of backing out than a lobster that's already on the menu. (laughs) (laughs) Me and my big fat mouth. Why can't I ever learn to... I'll get it. I'll get it. Come in. Oh, my goodness, Mrs. Carstairs. Do come in, Mrs. Carstairs. How do you do, my dear? Oh, I'm so glad to find Mr. McGee at home. You, you, you are? Oh, oh, what's on your mind, Carsty? Besides that hat, which looks like four bits worth of material and 90 bucks worth of sales promotion. <laughs> I think that's a lovely hat, McGee. Who made it for you, Millicent? It, uh, it was not made for me, my dear. It was an accident, you might say. I might, and I do. <laughs> You see, when our wire hair terrier upset the hall table, everything simply flew into the air. Some flowers, my gloves, my purse, and a handful of Mr. Carstairs' golf tees. They all came down on my head, and I simply left them there. (laughs) Well, all I can say is, Millicent, if Hedda Hopper ever saw that hat, she'd never speak to John Fredericks again. (laughs) Uh, What was it you were so glad to see me about, Carsty? What? Oh, oh, yes. Well, having heard that you were a dear friend of the governor's... That's putting it mildly, Carsty. We're old school chums. We used to sleep together in geometry class. <laughs> uh, why, Mrs. Carstairs? Well, I had hoped that Mr. McGee would persuade him to come to a little buffet dinner party I'm having tonight. It would be such an honor to entertain the governor. See what you can do about it, McGee. Why, certainly, certainly. But frankly, Carsty, his nibs ain't much for social gatherings. He'd much rather set in a game of poker with a bunch of close friends. Like me. Well, that can be arranged, Mr. McGee. After the other guests have left, we five can settle down to a lovely evening of dealer's choice. Heavenly days. Are you a poker player, Millicent? My dear, when I first met Mr. Carstairs, I was dealing blackjack in a gambling joint. Oh, what did I say? <laughs> I mean, I was... Oh, 
Well, do what you can about the governor, Mr. McGee. Black tie, you know. <laughs> 7 30. Hey, don't... hey, don't go out that door, Carl. That's the hall clock. <laughs> Noisy little room, isn't it? The King's Men sing Chickory Chick. Once there lived some chickens, some feathery, feathery chickens, who cackle loud and cackle long and cackled every day. But this is all they ever had to say. <laughs> Twisting my leg around it. Why? I was trying to bust it. Well, why on earth would you, were you trying to break the arm off the chair? I was trying to break my leg. <laughs> no go, though. It hurts too much. I got to think of something else. Well, it does seem a little drastic, breaking your leg to get out of an appointment. Mm. Why don't you just call Dr. Gamble and tell him, I'll get it. I'll get it. Come in. Oh, it's Mayor Latrivia. Good day, Your Honor. Hi, Latrivia. Hello, Muller. McGee, my dear fellow. Glad to see you, old chap. Have a cigar. How are you feeling? I'm a little suspicious of that jolly approach, to be strictly truthful. <laughs> when I shake hands with a politician, I always count my fingers afterwards. <laughs> oh, that's very good, McGee. Very good. <laughs> Do you mind if I send that to Reader's Digest? <laughs> And it'd be only fair, that's probably where McGee got it. 
What's on your mind, Latervia? And don't tell me this is purely a social call. There's a gleam in your eye that I haven't seen since election time. My dear lad, I assure you I have no ulterior motive. That is, unless you consider a request for a small favor ulterior. <laughs> well, considering that he doesn't know what ulterior means, Your Honor, you may proceed with whatever you have in mind. Yeah, open up, kid. What's the small favor? City treasurer get caught with his budget down? You want me to go to prison for him for a few years or what? It's just this, McGee. As it happens, Governor Jones and I are on opposite sides of the political fence. But that does not keep me from admiring him for his integrity and decent administration. <coughs> Why, since those hallowed days when our pioneer ancestors first set foot on the shores of this great country, with intolerance behind them, and the wild element Pardon me, surrounded on all sides by fierce savages and... Uh, <clears throat> did you speak to me, Mrs. McGee? She's trying to hand you your hat, Latrivia. <laughs> you, uh, you uh, dropped it on the floor, Mr. Mayor. Oh. Oh, thank you. I guess that's what started me off. I always make a speech at the drop of a hat. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, McGee, just ask the governor one thing for me, will you? Ask him if the new racing commissioner... I'm sorry, Latrivia. You better ask him that stuff yourself. But I can't get an appointment with him. I've been trying all day. Then when I heard you were one of his bosom friends... Throw out your chest, dearie, and show his honor what a bosom friend looks like. <laughs> Look, Latrivia, once I got the governor elected, he was on his own, see? I didn't tell him how to run the state. When he comes to me for advice, that's different. But I never butt in. You better write him a letter. Very well. That's to be your attitude, McGee. But don't come to the city hall asking for favors. Because you strike me as being... He didn't strike you at all, Mr. Mayor. I never lifted a finger at you, you big baby. I didn't say you did. I merely said you struck me as being... I very... was watching you both every second and he didn't touch you. <laughs> You're just whipping up a case of false arrest for assault and battery, Latrivia. I'm onto your tactics... Just because I won't go to bat with the governor for you... I am not whipping up a case of anything. That's perfectly all right, Your Honor. If we want a case of anything, we'll buy it ourselves. <laughs> Just because root beer is hard to get... I was not referring to a case of beverages of any kind. I was just saying... Why don't you want to refer to beverages, Latrivia? What are you trying to hush up? You working in with the liquor interest? No, I am not. <laughs> I am not a new noise. I'm a teetotaler myself. How much tea do you total in a year? I don't teetotal. <laughs> Total tea. I mean that I'm not on... Don't, don't get so excited. <laughs> Take the tea. I'm not excited. It's merely that you impress me. Oh, so now he impresses you. Flattery will get you no <laughs> I may impress you, but by... I didn't intend to flatter you. I merely stated that I struck you. Uh, you struck me as the salt and bath. Uh, you said you had no ulterior motive. Uh, ulterior motive. Uh, that is what I was... The governor! He did... It's not... I... McGee... Yes? <laughs> Come.
Come to see me at the city hall tomorrow. Come up in my private elevator. I thought your private elevator was out of order. Safety control busted or something. Oh. Oh. I didn't know you knew that. Great guy, Latrivia. Except he's always trying to get me into an argument. He <laughs> does very well at it, too. Well, if he thinks I'm going to talk to the governor about... Hey, 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 what time is it? What Three time? minutes to four. Oh, and dear. the doctor said he'd call for you at four. So he said oh, dear, oh, dear. Here's Come it. in. All ready, folks? Come on, let's go. Be right with you, doctor. Ready, McGee? Well, I'm as, I'm as ready as I'll ever be, I, I, I guess. Now, watch yourselves on that front sidewalk, folks. It's pretty slippery. Don't want little bluegill here to break his leg. Break my... Where? You say it's icy out there? Well, come on. What are we waiting for? Let's go. McGee, not so fast. Wait a minute. Take it easy, boy. You'll slip. Look, Doctor, hadn't we uh, better call the governor's suite and be sure he's much too busy to see anybody? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We just can't go busting up there without being expected, Doc. Ah, I've taken care of that. I just called his room and told him his old pal, Fibber McGee, was coming up to see him. Oh, well, what did he say to that? Well, I didn't actually speak to the governor himself. A state trooper answered the phone. <laughs> <laughs> he talked to the governor and said to come right up. Uh, tell me something, Doctor. Mm-hmm. Yes? If a woman bakes a cake with a steel file in it, what keeps the file from getting rusty? <laughs> What are you talking about? Good heavens, Will. Now, look, Doctor, you, 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 you and Molly go on up. I, 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 I'm going to get a cigar. Don't wait for me. I, always takes me a long time to smoke Oh, a cigar, no, you don't. You stay with us, McGee. Whoever saw Governor's Suite without cigars in it? Come on, get in the elevator. Fourth floor, son. Yes, sir. This is the slowest elevator I've ever ridden in. Seems like the fastest one I ever rode in. <laughs> Where is Suite 32, son? Standing right beside you, I'd say, mister. <laughs> You're very nice to say so, young man, but... <laughs> but he meant Governor Jones' suite. Oh, four doors to the left, madam. Oh, thank you. Come on, McGee. McGee, come on, we're here. Huh? Oh, 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 okay. This way, folks. And stop leaning on me, McGee. Can't you walk by yourself? What's the matter with you? Well, it's just as in the prospect of seeing an old friend again. I'm, I'm all drippy. Shall I knock, Doctor? Go ahead. Good day, Governor. Here's an old friend of yours. Well, if it isn't old monkey-faced McGee, how are you, boy? Why, Chicken Warrior Jones from Big <laughs> What are you doing here? <laughs> What a wonderful surprise. Molly, I thought you'd married Otis Cadwallader in a million dollars. No, chicken wire. I married McGee in a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, Governor Jones, this is an old friend of ours, Dr. Gamble. He wants to talk to you. Hello, Governor. I'm glad to know you, Doctor. Any friend of Monkey Face McGee's is a friend of mine. Have a chair. My goodness. But it's been a long time, McGee, hasn't it? Yes. <laughs> remember the time that we played hooky and went to see Uncle Tom's cabby? Yeah. <laughs> and remember how you let the cat loose on the stage when the bloodhounds came on? Yeah. 
know, there's something important I haven't mentioned lately, and that's the health advantage of a waxed home. Besides beauty and protection for your things, your home is cleaner, more sanitary if you keep your floors, furniture, and woodwork regularly polished with Johnson's Wax. The wax seals the pores of the wood, guards against dirt and moisture. Johnson waxed surfaces are easier to keep clean because dust and dirt do not cling to them so readily. Areas that get extra heavy wear, such as hallways or windowsills, can be touched up as often as necessary without rewaxing the entire surface. And after you've used Johnson's wax for a while, you'll notice that with every application, your floors and furniture take on greater beauty. That's why your favorite antique has such a soft, mellow luster. It's probably been protected with wax for a long time. And whether your things are old or new, it will pay you to polish them regularly with genuine Johnson's wax. Imagine the governor turning out to be old chicken wire Jones. <laughs> it was a better break than you deserved, dearie. And look, huh? they say President Truman might come through Whisper Vista next month, so... Uh... Harry Truman? Well, what do you know? <laughs> I gotta get out the station and see him. Ah, good old Harry. Why, yeah, Harry and I are... are... Yes? <laughs> Perfect strangers, come to think of it. <laughs> Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.